Welcome to Orchard's Sunday Morning Podcast. Today's message is brought to you by Melinda Hoyt, Orchard's Children's Ministries Director. Merry Christmas! Let's open the story one last time of the season and just look at the end of this story in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 15. Will you pray with me before we dig into God's word? Holy and gracious God, we thank you so much for this morning, this wonderful Christmas morning with our church family. Thank you for this space to worship you, to play together, and fellowship with one another, Lord. We pray that as we turn to your scripture this morning, that you would open our eyes and our hearts to hear this very familiar part of the story freshly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Luke 2, one more time. We're going to start in verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So as we read the next part, I want you to listen. What did the shepherds do? So they hurried They hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. So did you hear what the shepherds did? What were some of the things they did? The very first thing was they hurried. Raise your hand if you've ever hurried. The shepherds hurried to go see Jesus. Can you imagine every Sunday morning waking up and saying, we got to hurry to go find Jesus? The shepherds, you can, you can just imagine it the way that Luke wrote it, that they had a sense of adventure about what they might find when they found Jesus. So the first thing, what they do? They hurried. The second thing was that they found him. They found Jesus. Do you guys think it would be easy for these shepherds out in the the countryside to go into town and find Jesus? Where did they have to look? Everywhere. Do you think it was easy for them to find? No. I think they probably had to ask for directions maybe and keep looking for a while until they found him. And sometimes that's how we are too. We need to keep looking until we finally find the message that Jesus has for us. So the first thing was that the shepherds hurried, and the second was that they found him, and they really saw what they were looking for. They saw Jesus. The third thing they did was they spread the word. So after we come to church or Sunday school or retreat and we find Jesus, do we go tell everybody what we know about him? That's the third thing that the shepherds did that we can learn from. 
the fourth thing that they did was they returned. They returned to their regular lives. So after we've been at church or at Bible study or on a retreat, when we return to school or to our houses or to our workplace, do we return the same way we were before? Or after we found Jesus, is there something different about us? Matthew's saying, yes, there's something different about us. That's good. That's good. So they hurried. They found They spread the word, they returned, and then they glorified and praised God. Everybody say glorify. Glorify. Everybody say praise. Praise. Those are really churchy words, right? And they're a little bit confusing. But what those words mean is that they pointed their lives to God, and by doing that, they helped other people point their lives to God too. So those are really important things. So they hurried, they found, they spread the word, They returned, and they glorified and praised God. We have heard this story so many times throughout our lives. Daniel, how many times do you think you've heard this story? Lots of times. Anybody heard it more than lots of times? Yeah, super lots of times. We've heard this story so many times. Do you think that we could learn something new every single time that we hear this story? Absolutely, because the word of God is alive and we are alive. So every time those two things get together, God has a chance to give us something new. So this morning we're looking at these shepherds one more time. And we see that the shepherds truly understood what it was to find Jesus and to return as changed people and to live their lives differently, pointed right at God. The other day, I heard a really sad thing. I was in the grocery store overhearing. Has anybody ever done that? (laughs) There were a couple people in line, and they obviously went to church together and knew each other. And one of the people said to the other person, you know, hey, there's church on Sunday for Christmas. Am I going to see you there? And the other person said, oh, we wouldn't go to church on Christmas. That's a family day. And it's funny, but it's not, right? It made me think, wow, we get things kind of mixed up sometimes. I can't come to church on Christmas because that's a family day. And I started thinking, you know, we're really mixed up in our our thinking about, about Christmas because Christmas is the celebration of Jesus coming into the world to save us which we need, right? Everybody needs that. And Sunday worship every single week is the celebration of that same thing, Jesus coming into the world and into our lives and all that he did for us to save us. And I'd have to say that Christmas would be like one of the most important Sundays of the year, right? So how do we get things so mixed up? And it happens to all of us. I think along the way, we can get things backwards a little time, a little bit. We, we, um, we see Christmas as something maybe other than just celebrating God rescuing us from our sins in the world, that little thing that God did for us. And we let the world's vision of Christmas kind of enter into the way we think about Christmas. And it distracts us 
and gets us off track a little bit. We've let words um, become Christmas words. Listen to these Christmas words. Amazon. (laughs) How many of you thought of Amazon during Advent, right? Me too. Amazon, Santa, Hallmark, Elf on the Shelf. Oh my goodness. Ugly Christmas sweater. Family. Even family can take priority over Jesus sometimes when we think about Christmas and we miss the main idea of Christmas. So everybody help me. What is the real Christmas word? Oh, you guys know. You guys know. So sometimes the Christmas trees and the tinsel and even the family gatherings, they're just meant to help us celebrate what God has really done for us by rescuing us from our sin. And we let those other things take over. And I love that so much of the world wants to help us celebrate what God has done. I love that when we walk into the stores, we see Christmas. I love that when we see our neighbor's yard, we see Christmas. And we think Jesus. And I think it's great how much we celebrate. And I love when the radio station switches November 1st to Christmas music 24-7. Anybody else? And the Hallmark station goes to those warm, fuzzy Christmas movies. I love that everyone is trying to help us celebrate Christmas. Like when the catalogs come and when the Amazon truck arrives. But if I am more excited to see the arrival of the Amazon van than I am to see the arrival of the baby Jesus, then I have a huge problem. If I'm tracking packages more diligently than I'm tracking God's word, I have a huge problem. So what is the gift of Jesus? What is the Christmas gift that we all need and need to be reminded of? Now, I need some helpers to help me open some gifts. Is anybody up for that? Okay, and by opening gifts, I mean the way you do it at home. I mean you throw the paper everywhere. Okay, Violet, will you do present number one? Let's look at some of the gifts. This is one right over here. Now, I mean, go for it, Violet. What is in there? What does it say? A gift receipt. A gift receipt. When are you excited about a gift receipt? When you want to return something. Oh, my goodness. Do you guys know that that's what some people do when they see the gift of Jesus? (laughs) When they see the gift of Jesus, they think, I need a gift receipt. I don't want this. And why wouldn't somebody want the gift of Jesus? Here's another sad thing. I think sometimes people don't want Jesus because what they've seen of Christians. If we're acting mean or naughty or like a cranky, grumpy, cranky pants person, why would somebody want are Jesus. So when we receive this gift of Jesus, we need to be really careful with it. And we need to be kind and be helpful in the world and be people that other people want. Ooh, I want their Jesus, right? We can help people not want the gift receipt, but want Jesus and want to keep him. Okay, that was present number one, the gift receipt. 
That's what some people do with Jesus. Anybody want to go for number two? Connor, right here. Now, I mean the way you do it at home. Right here. What is it? A pineapple. Just what you've always wanted, a knickknack. <laughs> Where would a knickknack go? Can you find somewhere in this room to put the knickknack? Wherever you want it. Doesn't matter, right? On Susan's piano. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where's Susan? <laughs> Thank you, Connor. A knickknack. I mean, it's cute, especially if you like pineapples, right? Where's Anna? I stole this out of your room, Anna. <laughs> knickknacks are great, but what do we do with them? Nothing. We just put them somewhere. Sometimes we get them out and display it because it's cute and it's fine. That's how we are with Jesus sometimes. We let him kind of be on the shelf. He's there. Maybe we even put him out in a prominent place on Christmas or Easter but we really don't know what else to do with them. We don't really understand that there's a use for Jesus in our lives. That happens to some people. That's how some people open the gift of Jesus. They stick him on the shelf. Do we want to be those people? We're probably not if we're here on Christmas morning, right? <laughs> okay, I think I need another helper. Matthew, what could be more exciting than a pineapple? I don't know. Okay, here's number three right here. A whole lot of pieces and some instructions that say, can anybody read this? Oh, Ikea. Has anybody ever opened anything and had to put together? <laughs> yeah, sometimes people look at the gift of Jesus and they see a whole bunch of instructions in a different language, right? Something so complicated with a lot of pieces and too many screws loose and all kinds of stuff, right? And... Jesus just looks too difficult. But Jesus is simple. There's a simple way to explain Christmas, and that's that God loves us. That's all Jesus is. God loves us. Everybody say that. That is the simple, simple, simple truth of Christmas. And yes, there are so many complicated things in the Bible. The Bible is full of so many complicated things that we do not understand. Is that true? And we wrestle with those things our entire lives. But the main thing is what? Yeah, Jesus. God loves us. God loves us so much. So how can we help other people understand that God loves them? And that's why God sent Jesus. All right, I have one more. Oh, I have a couple more. I need another volunteer. Jocelyn, run on up. Gift number four, right here. They're getting better, I think. What does that say? That's a big word. Membership. Has anybody ever had a membership to something? Membership. Yeah, you have a membership to something. Awesome. Yeah, we have memberships to clubs, or what else do we have memberships to? Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Yes, we do. Yes, but when we have Jesus, we also get a membership. Thank you very much. We have a membership in the family of God that is only possible because of the gift of Jesus, right? So because of that, because of Jesus, we have... This family, look around everybody. We have brothers and sisters. Everybody look around the room and realize 
you have a huge family. We are all brothers and sisters together. We have a membership that that gives us the privilege of learning and growing together. This membership lets us be taken care of when we need care. How many of you have ever been taken care of by people in this church? That is an awesome membership, right? We have a membership where we get to worship with one another and be partners in ministry together, okay? So membership is a pretty good gift. That is awesome. Okay, what about last gift over here, number five, Daniel? You want to rip that one apart? Awesome. The one with the word on it. Do you know what that word says? Subscription. What are some of the things that you subscribe to? Just yell them out. YouTube. Amazon. Oh, no. Yeah. What about some magazines? Subscriptions, right? How long does your subscription last that you're talking about? One year. Till you stop paying for it. Six years. Oh, my goodness. Well... The subscription that you get with Jesus is a more than lifetime. It is eternal life subscription. Is that pretty awesome? Yes, it doesn't end. It doesn't require money. This is a lifetime, more than lifetime, beyond lifetime, forever subscription to be with the God who created every single thing, right? And to be with the family of God. And to have a personal relationship with Jesus. So our theme verse in Sunday school for the month has been the most important verse in the Bible, in my opinion, right? John 3.16. And I think we should all give ourselves the gift of learning it right now. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And then can you add the ending? John 3.16. Okay, let's see if we can give ourselves the gift of really knowing this verse that is the most important thing to know for Christmas morning. God so loved the world. Awesome. That is the thing to know about our God. So we've had a wonderful Christmas morning together. We've opened some presents. We've looked at the story one more time at the shepherds. And let's not forget what we learned from the shepherds. Let us be people who hurry to Jesus on Sunday mornings, at Bible study, in our daily quiet time. Let's enter that time with a sense of adventure the way that the shepherds headed off to Bethlehem. Second thing, let's be people who find Jesus. We got to keep looking till we find him and we really see him. And can you see him even better the next time? And the next time? This isn't a one-time gift, right? And let's be people who spread the word and share our Jesus with everyone we know. Let's be people who, after a sermon or a Bible study or a moment of God, return to our lives as changed people. 
And let us be people who glorify and praise God, keeping our lives pointed at Jesus and in doing so, point other people to him. Think we can do all those things? May I pray for us right now before we close? Holy and gracious God, we thank you for this special Christmas morning with our church family, for this chance to pause and worship you. We've come here in in the midst of our tinsel and our gift wrap and in the mess of our own lives. And loving God, we confess that we sometimes get it wrong and we lose sight of your incredible act of Christmas, the gift of Jesus. We ask your forgiveness and we give thanks for the gift of your grace through Jesus. Help us, Lord, to see with clear eyes the deep layers of this gift that keep going deeper that you've given us in Jesus and give us open hearts to receive him and perseverance to follow him with an attitude of adventure. In the power of your Holy Spirit and in Jesus' name we pray, amen.